What's up, guys? Scotty and Johnny here, settling in for another edition of Two Men On on your BDL radio. Johnny, how's this fantastically cold Friday night treating you? Oh, it's it's treating me great. It's it's bitter cold up here in Ooh. Philly. Yeah, it, it is. It is bitter cold here in um, in good old Redneck Virginia. Wow. Uh, as, as well, yeah, we've we've had snow. Uh, the last several days, it's been it's been pretty ugly. Yes, but but we've had the 2009 BDL draft to keep us all warm. Is it is there really anything better than the BDL draft? Not really, not really. No, it it, it is it is the apex of the year. It is. <laughs> it starts <laughs> off right. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing uh, talking um, about just that uh, today, guys. The uh, the uh, 09 draft, of course, just just completed um, uh, on our online forum, and um, aside from from <laughs> from a couple hiccups that we had to address, it uh, it went over uh, very well. I think it uh, frankly gets gets uh, smoother and, and runs better every year. I believe. Um, of course, uh, that said, we we do need to uh, I guess talk about uh, one thing before we get into that, Johnny. Uh, and that is welcoming our our two new members to the league, formally doing that right now here on BDL Radio. Uh, Jeff and Matt taking over the former Heartbreakers and Jolly Gestures squads, respectively. Um, we are glad to have you aboard, as I'm sure the the rest of uh, uh, the rest of us are, and um, looking for looking forward to good things. Yeah, welcome, Matt and Jeff. As uh, I'm sure you found out from the rest of the guys in the league. I will offer you a trade every day of the week. <laughs> you can always uh, you can always count on Johnny for that for sure. Um, uh, you know, Johnny. Just um, I thought it was kind of odd. Of course, uh, I guess we need to go into a little bit of a little bit of background here. Um, you know, we we lost a couple guys um, just after the start of our of our draft on uh, on January the 12th, I believe it was, that we kicked off the draft and. And uh, one one longtime member and, and one that had been around for a couple of years now and well I think is important to point out um, I'm not sure that the the new guys Matt and Jeff they really understand this but um, the two teams that they took over are two founding BDO franchises um, the Heartbreakers of course were originally called the Rat Stockings when the uh, league was founded in, in 2005. Yeah, that's going and, back. Yeah, and, um, and, and 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 kind of on a sad note. I mean, I'm uh, you know uh, very glad to have have Jeff aboard, um, but kind of kind of a sad note that, that we did see the demise of the Jolly Jesters uh, from the perspective of they were the the last originally named franchise. In the BDL, um, um, all all the other founding teams had had gone through a, a um, kind of an identity identity change at one point or another, uh, but the Jolly Jesters were were the last ones to remain. They were they were the last ones standing, and and uh, to see that that part of our history kind of uh, fade away is is uh, you know it's, it's a little sad, but um, I'm. Very hopeful for for what uh, Jeff is going to do with that team. Um, frankly, um, the gestures have, you know, they they've kind of um, 
teetered on on, on the on the edge of, of the bottom of the barrel for for most of most of their time in the BDL for for the last uh, four years of competition, and I'm excited to see possibly um, you know that that team taken to a new level for, for really the first time. Yeah, some new blood, maybe a new direction. Um, I get to know these guys a little bit. I I really liked both. Uh, both Kyle and Jason. Um, I mean, I got to meet Jason at the first BDL event in Washington, and uh, what a good time! And uh, it was nice meeting him, nice getting to know him. I think um, a lot of guys kind of felt maybe we knew knew him a little little better. Uh, even even Kyle, they just um, uh, little bit of unknowns for for a lot of guys around the league, and um, I guess. Basically, the situation at the beginning of the draft um, prompted us to take a take a serious look at where where uh, where the league's headed. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, n- nothing at all, but but good things to say about both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just you know things happen, and and um, uh, you know when you, when you're committed um, to a fantasy league such such as this one, then uh, Sometimes it's sometimes it's hard to to admit that you're, you know, you need to let it go, um, when when other things in your life are you know becoming um, uh, so important that you you know need to kind of scale back your responsibilities to 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 the BDL or, or any other fantasy league and um, sometimes it's you know it's hard to admit that and uh, you know, I think I think both Kyle and Jason probably hung around a, a little bit. Too long um, uh, than they than they really wanted to, um, and you know I appreciate their their dedication and uh, they were they were both great guys to have around and and of course I I know Jason um, personally and, and he he's a, he's a really great guy and uh, sad to see them both go um, but I'm I'm looking forward to what the the new the new crop of guys are, are going to do with these teams um, you know I, I mentioned the gestures having. Um, kind of, kind of suffered for for many years at, at the bottom of the standings. Well, uh, the Heartbreakers slash Ratstockings really are no different. Um, they've traditionally been the worst two franchises, uh, based at least on the standings in the BDL throughout throughout the league's history. And uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a large undertaking for both. But but really, uh, you know, there are some bright spots. There for both teams, um, you know. Very bright spots, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, of course the Aggies now, as, as the gestures are known, um, uh, you know they probably not now. I think they had enough pieces to probably try to push to contend for a wild card in the beginning. Uh, he's made some adjustments that have uh, uh, set him back, set him back a couple of years. Of course, I'm sure that's you know all part of his strategy to to you know make a make a real run uh, in two or three years and. Yeah, almost, almost rockets esque. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. Um, the uh, the epidemic, as the heartbreakers are uh, now known, you know they they have one of the best collection of uh, prospects in, in, in the entire league, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see that that franchise uh, grow in the next couple of years. Um, kind of puts me in mind of the old. Joe Sox slash damage. Absolutely, 
absolutely. team that that went from this, uh, you know, you know, bottom twenty percent um, team to just an absolute powerhouse in in the course of about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it, they have it, some. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 scary and it's cool and um, uh, you know all at the same time how that can occur in fantasy baseball you know you have all these new prospects coming up every year that can contribute and um, it, it really does a lot for, for the parity of the league to see that happen and uh, I, I think I think that the epidemic are going to really um, be in line to make a, a good little push in in a couple years. Absolutely. I mean, they have immense talent. It's just, it's just like you know, uh, part finally managing that talent and, and cultivating it, and then also they're another year older, and and, and they're probably ready to go uh, sooner than most expect. Well, um, to move on into our our draft discussion, um, I guess we kind of have to have to address the um, the, the top pick. Um, kind of an odd situation, of course. Uh, the the heartbreakers who were set to draft number one overall um, forfeited that pick when um, they uh, let their time expire in the draft and of course the Amish Brotherhood Joe inherited that top pick and um, frankly Johnny I think it kind of put him in a hard spot um, I don't think that he wanted to take Alvarez mm-hmm. number one but felt compelled to do so yep um, my personal opinion, I, I don't think it was the right call. Nothing against Joe at all. Um, you, you know, the major leagues are there's no there's no shortage of power hitting third basemen. Yeah. Um, where the Amish stand right now, personally, I think I would have taken probably Beckham, uh, sorry Beckham, or uh, Matus. Um, with that pick instead, um, you know, when you're, when you're rebuilding uh, the way the Brotherhood are, it just seems to me uh, the wiser move might have been to take the player with the most perceived value in two or three years to, you know, of course, either contribute to your squad or, more importantly, in his situation, probably use as trade bait to uh, bring back even more pieces. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think he's he's just about ready to kind of compete this year. I think Alvarez is probably probably next to Brett Wallace, a guy like that, uh, closest to the majors. And um, you know, the guy's been the guy's proven in college um, what he can do. Uh, a guy like Beckham, I mean, maybe he didn't want to wait. Uh, he's He's a fast actor, uh, Joe Weech. Um, I really see his team transforming every day almost. Um, I think he's good, got a good shot to uh, compete sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, in some in some respects, that's true. Um, you know, a lot of ground still to make up. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't see that squad um, competing for for a playoff spot in 2009. But you know that's it, it's going to be here sooner, um, as you say, Johnny. Sooner than later, um, his team is really taking shape, and um, you know, it, it, it's a good situation um, that he's got going on there. But uh, of course, there has been have been some concerns with uh, 
you know, um, Alvarez's conditioning and, and and those sorts of things as well. I, I don't know how how far those are blown out of proportion, but um, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, of course, as you said, he is almost certainly the closest um, to the major leagues uh, of those drafted high uh, in our draft this month. Um, so you know, maybe that's exactly what he, in, he intends to use um, use the player for. Um, you know, you know, a little more leverage. Um, you know, uh, uh, Joe is Joe is um, always always got those deals simmering, man. He he always has something in the works, it seems. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see him turn turn that around. Um, but we're going to take a round by round look um, at the draft and kind of. Kind of uh, uh, see who who the winners and losers are. And um, Johnny, what do you have as far as round one overall? Uh, round one overall. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard not to look at Brent's team, and, and he had four picks in the first round. Um, right. We were just talking about Alvarez a second ago. I think the best player in the draft uh, was Justin Smoke. Um, I've been telling Kristen about him for months, uh, and it was really tough choosing between him, him and Wallace, uh, with the 11th pick. Um, so I think getting smoke, I mean, in the first round, I think puts his team as the best, uh, best draft in the first round. After that, he probably got the best catcher in, in uh, Posey, and then two shortstops that eventually may move over to third base. But um, I mean, very good hitters in Flores and Beckham, uh, Gordon Beckham. Uh, so, I'd put his team definitely as the winner of the first round. Um, personally, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I was I was just going to agree with you. Uh, you know, even I, I guess just by by merit of, of the quantity of, of picks that he had, it's it, it's really a no-brainer for the first round. The Wallabies really racked up. I think um, I think they did they did very very well in round one. I concur. Absolutely. And as we go through each round. I, I've got a few other teams and a few other players that I think um, really stood out. Uh, so I, I'd just like to mention, um, you know, I, personally I like my draft, getting, you know, what I think is a uh, premium player in Tim Beckham at number four, uh, to me was a steal. Um, and uh, I got... That's an understatement, frankly. Um, <laughs> you know, Beckham shouldn't... Beckham probably should not have fallen that far. Um I, I was surprised when 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 Kyle um, in his last move as uh, as a GM in in this league selected uh, Hosmer with his uh, third overall pick on on the 13th of January there and and uh, I, I really I, of course I kind of expected um, Beckham to possibly go in the top two if if not the top three. Um, yep. So yeah, it, it was definitely surprising, and you you definitely uh, got a steal at number four, Johnny. You did. Yeah, it's just lucked out there. Um, he's absolutely tremendous talent, uh, and I got Brett Wallace. Um, to me, the one guy that I wanted in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. I said if I come out of the draft with Wallace, I'm fine. So um, also in the first round, Ryan Miller. Um, there were. A lot of people are talking um, about the three top first basemen that were drafted in in uh, 2008, but there were really uh, many more. Uh, but Alonso was one of them. 
great situation there. I know he's backing up Votto, but, you know, hitting in that park, um, he's definitely got uh, the skill set. Uh, I think he's going to be a great pick. And then Santana uh, as his catcher, I think. Wonderful. Two other picks. Um, I think the Rockets' uh, pick of Derek Holland was great uh, to me. The best pitcher in the draft. Um, but then he traded it away. He traded Holland away to uh, the Goats, which kind of surprised me. So uh, those were the, the round it, one winners. Does it, does it surprise I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's examine that just, just a little bit. Does it really surprise you that he traded Holland for Alex Gordon, though? I guess, you know, I like Holland a little better than Gordon, but considering the Rockets' depth in, in starting pitching probably makes sense for him. Depends on how the other starters pan out, I suppose. Right. I, I You know, I, I, I probably would have done the move. Uh, I, I think I agree with, with Mike's decision to, to send Holland to, um, to the GOATs for Alex Gordon. Um, you know, Holland it was a great pick. Um, as you say, definitely one of one of one of, if not the best arm in the entire draft. Um, Gordon, a little more, of course. You know, he, he he's uh, got a little more. He's got major league experience, um, showing that he can. You know, he he's going to pan out to to some degree. Uh, I I certainly don't believe that Gordon is going to be, um, you know, the 40, 45 home run annual guy. That uh, was nearly projected, um, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, he, he he's not going to be um, Albert Pujols 2.0, but um, I, I, I I like Gordon. Um, I think it was a good move for the where the Rockets are now. They're improving a lot faster than I thought. The they really are. are. And um, so I, it might I be the know. most active team in the league right now. Maybe, really, maybe, and. Um, you know, speaking of which, um, this this might have been the most active month trade-wise <laughs> in league history. In, in league history, I mean, I, I'm I'm almost um, I'm almost uh, regretting that we have have not kept track of um, those types of transactions uh, up until this you know uh, uh, over the league's history to to determine exactly uh, uh, if that's the case, but. Uh, Wow, how many trades? How many trades have we seen this month? I mean, there's been. I think it's. I think it's been 400 this month. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 been crazy. Um, but it's just a, a testament to the activity, and it's it's, it's great to see. Um, yeah. Moving into round two, um, who is your winner there, Johnny? Uh, well, Scotty. Before I get to round two, I I have one loser for round one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's Scotty Wampler. <laughs> you had no picks, and uh, you're really not focusing on this draft at all, buddy. I mean, <laughs> I know you want to, you know, you want to work towards a championship this year with your big league squad, but uh, I don't know. You don't think any any of this could help you out? Uh, you know, I, I, we're doing okay. Um, I, I think I've, I think that the generals have have, have proven an, an ability to um, to select. Uh, good players in the draft in the past, and it's. I'm frankly, I'm not worried um, about my uh, uh, minor league depth at the moment. Um, for for some of the new guys who weren't around, 
uh, you know, we we arranged to have the the top pick in, in the draft. In help me out here, Johnny. Um, we selected um, uh, Jay Bruce number one overall in what was that? Oh seven. And yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Um, high. Uh, let's see. Took. Uh, Took Cueto and Ian Kennedy both at the uh, near the top of the draft um, last year. Uh, had several picks in the first round last year and, and drafted some, some great arms that he eventually equated to um, to me acquiring Ryan Howard. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just part of the game, uh, Johnny. And and you know, I I have no really uh, uh, no worries that that I, that I won't be able to do that again. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just you know, you, it's, it's a give and take. Um, I, I I really depleted my my farm team over the off season in an effort to address needs that I felt you know the generals had to to um, to remain competitive and, and compete in 2009, and and that's that's really the long and short of it. And uh, well, we'll see how that works out for you. You hear that uh, BDL? We have a very confident generals. Uh, GM. <laughs> that shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> All, right, I get, all right, moving on to round two. Um, a familiar name here. Um, I, again, I liked what the Rockets did. Michael um, taking uh, a very young, very, very young pitcher, but uh, supremely high ceiling, uh, Michael Anoa with Oakland. And then uh, a, a tremendous, uh, I believe it was high school bat, Aaron Hicks. Right, two Tremendous picks in the second round. Right, I, d- I definitely agree. Uh, uh, Mike had a uh, um, he had an extremely good draft, and um, round two is is evidence of that. If you just uh, you know glance at his picks, uh, he 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 really kind of he definitely nailed he definitely nailed his his opportunities. Yeah, and then uh, also coming in the second round um, are the funniest man in the BDL and and resident uh, inauguration guru. John Aikman, um, with two quality pitchers, Bettences and uh, Ethan Martin. Right. He, he likes to, uh, in the third round, he, he actually pulls another uh, former killer car, uh, Sean West. He's uh, with Bettences and West. He's taken my whole former squad here. Um, other key picks, I liked uh, Joe Weech's pick of Jake Arrieta. Uh, a lot of people... A lot of people are saying that uh, he might be the best of uh, those arms down uh, down in the minor leagues for the Orioles, uh, including Matus and uh, and Brian Kasky, who took Matus in the first round. Uh, he got two more solid arms. I'm not sure what they're going to do uh, just yet. Martin Perez and uh, Junichi Tazawa, you know, the the young guys. So um, they still have some. Uh, Proving to do uh, before they get caught up. Right. So uh, moving on to round three, um, the absolute, uh, I guess, best picks in the third round were all taken in a row, in my opinion. Uh, Bill of the damage traded for some picks from from me actually, uh, and my two favorite were the two pitchers he took, uh, Matt Moore and Mike Montgomery. Um, right. I, think he's, I think he's loading up on uh, Kansas City players. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I was I was just looking at that. As a matter of fact, um, we're going over round three, and and uh, yeah, yeah, damage definitely uh, definitely got things done um, uh, for their squad there toward toward the uh, the, the bottom half <coughs> of the round, and and uh, I, I definitely like uh, like Bill is the winner of round three. Yeah, I mean, um, the only other thing to note is I as the draft is going on, I seem to get a few comments saying, you know. What's Johnny doing? I, I thought he would take the next, you know, sleeper pitcher or someone like this. You know, where's where's all your prospects that you love? And um, in the third round, I've got a list of guys I took. I, I, I originally had eight picks, and it was amazing. I was I was loving it. I said the round was going to fly, but um, I went for guys that I think uh, could probably help me this year. Uh, but I'm able to keep them on my minor league roster, so. Basically, it's it's a little bit of a win-win. Uh, I think Mott is an absolute stud, so we'll see if that works out for me. Um, having a closer come off our minor league roster might might uh, be very advantageous here. Uh, so that was kind of my thinking. Right. Moving into round four. Yes, sir. Uh, round four. Well, I've got a couple names. Uh, really. Just a couple guys I liked. Uh, a lot of the teams drafted pretty good value, but two that stuck out were um, uh, Joe Weech's Ryan Perry. Um, he's had another good arm, and and sooner or later, if he if he had you know one or two more, he, he might be right there in contention because you know once you get that pitching, that that's like the stabilizer for you. So um, that pick for him, I thought, was pretty pretty big. Uh, and and Ryan Miller taking Westmoreland. Uh, in the final pick in that round, um, one of my favorites. I think he's going to end up being a pretty good player. Hmm. Do you think, um, uh, speaking of Ryan and, and another pick in that round, what do you, what do you think mm -hmm. of his selection at number six of uh, Weeks, uh, the uh, Oakland's uh, second baseman prospect? Well, um, from what I've read, I know, you know, I I haven't seen him, but uh, I know he's not too similar similar with his brother. Um, He's more of a prototypical leadoff guy, but I know right. Oakland Oakland doesn't run much. Um, they're very uh, slow around the base pass. We'll see if that that changes with him there. Uh, but he, he really he uh, did nothing for me at the time. All right, moving on to round five. Um, personally, I guess I just want to highlight uh, the. The picks that stuck out to me were a few of the pitches that I took because I was very happy uh, a few of them lasted that long. Um, McAllister and Gutierrez, uh, I think, are big-time big time prospects. I was able to get them later on. Um, I did expect McAllister to go earlier than round five. That that was a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think um, my pick of Troncoso, uh, you know, I was kind of waiting on him. I know he had a solid K rate last year. He just got called up, and he's another guy that they're going to try in the rotation this year. So um, I figure a little bit of a rotation coming off uh, my minor league roster. Uh, I'm able to use every spot uh, as well as I can. You know, I've got very few guys that are just sitting there uh, waiting to waiting to mature. The Wallabies um, in round five were quite excited to acquire 
um, Mark Trumbo, uh, first baseman in the Angel system, and, and, and we're surprised that he had lasted that long. Do you, do you think that was a good pick at that, at that spot in five? i got to be honest with you. I might sound like, uh, I don't know, like I don't know much here. <laughs> uh, and i got I got to kind of give uh, Brent his due. I mean, he's works for Baseball America here. He probably knows something I don't. So uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know much about the guy. I don't, I wasn't really following him. I've heard of him, but can't say that uh, I was too impressed. Any major losers in round five? Major losers. Outside of the generals? <laughs> That's fine. Did you find a loser in round five? <laughs> Nothing really sticks out, to be honest. Um, you know, when you when you get this far in the draft, you just you know it, it becomes more of a um, you know, digging for gold and 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 the diamonds in the rough at, at that point where you're trying to uh, um, you know uh, take take a few flyers and. Uh, of course, the Falcons there are taking the established um, starting pitcher, Lenova. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, interesting selection there, but uh, not particular, particularly uh, knowing Ernest <laughs> and his affection for um, uh, Major League arms. Well, I'll give you a loser. Okay. I'll give you a loser. I'll give you the goats. I'll, uh, I'll tell you Brandon Herb while, uh, you know, his career isn't over. I'm basically done with him as a prospect. I don't I don't think he's going to make it. So we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. But uh, taking him there really did nothing for me. Okay. Yeah. Moving on into round six. All right, round six. Uh, we'll give a shout-out to uh, the uh, reigning co-Rifkin winner, uh, Mark Wampler. Um, I was a little surprised that Talbot slipped all the way to uh, round six, and I think he was very happy to... Uh, Acquire him. Uh, our new guy Matt uh, took a, a, a strong arm from uh, the Angel system and Trevor Reckling. That was very nice. And I think when you look at round six, the biggest the thing was uh, how many picks did Brent have in the sixth round? He, he went off and and really took a bunch of guys that uh, I think he was eye, eyeing up and keying on. Um, probably set up his mile-link system for a while. He had, uh, he had what five? He had at least five picks in that round. Um, mm-hmm. I know he had five con- uh, consecutive picks. Um, uh, three three pitchers, four pitchers, four pitchers, and a uh, second baseman. You know what they are? They're all guys that um, you know. I've heard of them, except they said they're young and they're they're uh, off the radar. That uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he he gets you know the <laughs> knowledge from you know. All the insiders at BA, or you know, um, right? I don't doubt these picks at all. I just, uh, you know, they're they're waiting, they're hiding under rocks, waiting to uh, come through. Brent doesn't know his stuff, that's for sure. Yep. All right, round seven. Um, there's really only one pick I want to highlight in round seven. It's uh, Ryan Miller's uh, Casey Kelly. Um, I mean, the guy. Has all the tools of the world. He's gonna he's gonna pitch for half the year and then play shortstop for half the year, and uh, right. we'll see what it turns out. But okay, moving on to round eight. All right, well, round eight, uh, final round. Uh, guys, I think are, are grabbing for some players here. Um, 
I was personally very happy with uh, with my draw in round eight. Um, two guys that I think uh, wound up helping me this year. Uh, first half there, um, I don't know why I get this feeling. You know, someone's going to get injured on the Cubs and give him a give him a shot. He was uh, he put up some insane numbers, and it was only for one year. But when you're looking at the eighth round, um, definitely willing to take a chance on him uh, and Kyle Drabeck, uh one of you know hometown favorites here, Philadelphia. So um, I'd like to see what he can do. He might get a chance uh, at the end of the season to help the Phillies out. And then my overall super, uh, you know, 10-star <laughs> sleeper of the draft, Clay Zavada. Um, I've been eyeing this guy up for, I don't know, months. And, um, you know, he may flake out, but uh, when you throw up stats, when you throw up stats like 31 innings, no, 35 innings, 6 hits, and five walks, 54 strikeouts. It was in low A, but, I mean, nobody puts up those numbers. Yeah. Definitely, definitely could work out uh, for you there. Uh, just have one thing to say, really, about round eight, and that is uh, the joke is going to be on uh, the Amish uh, selecting Colorado second baseman and um, former shortstop, Clint Varmus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I hate the guy. Um, Clint, uh, he haunts my dreams, really. Um, no, no, I, Clint, the player was a, um, he was a big part of, of my 2005 squad, actually. And not many people remember that. Uh, most of the league wasn't around to, to What was the name of that squad? Uh, that was the, uh, Bash Boys. The Bash Boys, right, right. Yes, the, Just trying to get some history in here. Right, right. Yeah, uh, that is when he really came up, you know, um, from the minor leagues and, and, and made a big impression uh, with the club at that time. Had, had a great summer, um, uh, got injured, and um, for the 2006 season, uh, I, I, I really thought that kid was going to be something special. And wow, was I wrong. So, Joe, my friend, good luck. But, uh, yeah, I plan to be laughing. Uh, I plan to be laughing at that picture. <laughs> yes. Okay. All eight rounds. Do you have an overall winner? Who won this draft, Johnny Holmes? Oh, boy. Uh, that's really tough to say. Personally, I'm thrilled with my draft. I'm not going to pick me. Um, I think there's three three managers that really stood out over the course of the eight rounds. I think Brent, uh, Michael, and Ryan, because um, they, they managed to get key players uh, throughout the draft, not just uh, in one particular spot, I think. They'll really benefit from uh, kind of this year's draft, and, and I think we need uh, some updated lines on uh, the New Year's uh, championship. Definitely, Michael. You need to get on that. Um <coughs> Yeah. Uh, just uh, speaking of which, I, I just happened to get a, to an instant message from from uh, from Mike as we were talking here, uh, proclaiming that um, he was the star of draft day. The you star. Can, uh, you 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 can process that information how you will. No. Um, 
No, that that is the truth. I did just get that that instant message from from, from Mike. But, no, Mike, I believe Mike, it. He's all over the place. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with the Wallabies. Um, personally, I, I think they did a really good job of um, collecting extra picks. Um, I know Brent well enough to know that that he's not going to take simple flyers on these guys, uh, especially in the later rounds. Um, if he selected them, there's a good reason why he selected them. Um, on top of the of his, you know, the bulk of his of his picks there in in the middle to late rounds, he also had, of course, you know, four in round one. Really did a good job of, of revamping and 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 uh, improving his farm system this year. Not that uh, the other couple guys that you mentioned didn't do a great job as well. Um, Mike and Ryan both, as you say, did have a really good draft. But I'm, I'm going to the, give the nod to Brent in this case, I think. Yeah, I think everyone deserves it there. But Brent, definitely. Okay, guys, that wraps up our recap of the 2009 BDL draft. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you joining us. And um, again, welcome to the welcome to the new guys. Glad to have you around. And uh, welcome. Should be a good year. And uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, Johnny, stay yes, right. Okay, you too. <laughs> You've been listening to Two Men On. And we're out. <laughs>